The Denver Broncos brain trust between George Payton and Sean Payton is on the same page as the team prepares for 2024. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome to a brand new episode of Good Morning Broncos here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. You get us here all throughout the entire season. Now that the offseason is here, we're going to reduce the number of episodes you're going to get. This will be the last episode for the week. We'll keep you posted on when new episodes will come out here of GMB. But in the meantime, you can still get the Pickaxe and Roll podcast hosted by Ryan Blackburn covering the Denver Nuggets as they continue to go on a little bit of a tear here as they build up the NFL trade deadline. Not the NFL trade on the NBA trade deadline is approaching here in the next month and a half. So a lot going on right now. Sorry, NFL brain still recovering from COVID here. But aside from that here, Broncos country, what we're going to talk about on today's episode of the show is really kind of break it down. Our, our takeaways from George Payton, Sean Payton and Greg Penner's press conferences that we saw in Dove Valley, obviously on Tuesday, still not clear, still not able to make it. So I was not able to be there in person, but I sat. I watched along, I listened to what they said, every single word, and I felt like there was a lot of insightful reflection that we got, not just from Sean Payton. I think we also got a lot of great insight from George Payton. I think Greg Penner, obviously the guy who's in control of the day-to-day -day operations of this football team, had a lot of interesting things to say here going forward, and I think it's important that we break it all down. So let's start off with general takeaways that we gathered here. I think first and foremost, starting things off with the biggest thing, George Payton, Sean Payton on the same page, which look, folks, this has been a, a narrative that I've been trying to dispel since Sean Payton got hired. When Sean Payton was hired, everybody was talking about, well, this means that George Payton's days are numbered. His job is going to change. He's no longer going to have any decision-making power. That's false, folks. Like that, It doesn't work that way. You wouldn't have a guy in the building who has a, a very, very important job being a general manager and him have no decision-making authority. I think so many people forget what a general manager's job is. Now, George was in a very unique situation before ownership got on because Denver had no front office. They had no ownership presence. And so he was forced. It's not like he was like, hey, I'm going to go out there and just do this. He was forced to go out there and lead the head coaching search with for Nathaniel Hackett. And unfortunately, that's, you know, that's the one thing that I would say I'd give a, ne a negative mark on his resume so far is that that was probably, uh, you know, too much of an emotional hire. He Hackett interviewed really well, but you know, Denver didn't need a nice guy in that locker room. Denver needed a guy who could win. They needed a guy who's innovative in terms of how he thought. And, you know, maybe that's just being fooled by the interview. It happens. It happens all the time, you know, in this industry, unfortunately. But, you know, you look at where, where George was at with that. A lot of people and a lot of Broncos fans are like, whoa, he extended Russell Wilson before they even saw him play down. Guess who that came from, folks? That came from the Walton Penner family ownership group. They wanted... George Payton, they wanted the Broncos to get a contract done because part of Russ's trade to Denver meant him getting an extension. And on top of that, Denver was also up against the clock because Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, three quarterbacks who were still in their rookie deals who've been putting up terrific numbers and unbelievable play, they were going to eventually reset the quarterback market. And they didn't want that to dictate what Denver was going to have to pay Russell Wilson. So Denver got ahead of it. They reset it a little bit after what Aaron Rodgers had got initially from Green Bay. Then Russell Wilson moved up, obviously with the contract extension that he got. And in hindsight, when you look at these other deals that were made, and obviously you could even throw Patrick Mahomes in there now more recently, Josh Allen, you can talk about you know Lamar, Joe, Justin. Those guys, 
those contracts that those guys got, I mean, Russ's contract kind of looks like a bargain in a sense. Now, I think the only thing that is a little a bit of a pain point here for Russ's contract is we talk about, okay, as it gets progressively through its it, the extension, every year the guaranteed money he gets goes up a little bit, right? And $39 million here in 2024, plus $37 million guarantee for 2025 kicks in on the fifth day of the new league year. Like those right there definitely impact Denver's salary cap there. So that's where I think the frustration comes from. But I need Broncos fans to clearly understand, please understand this. George Payton did what ownership asked him to do, was to get the extension done. And considering the circumstances, yeah. And look, here's the reality. The trade for Russell Wilson as well. A lot of people are using hindsight in that theory. When Rus Russell Wilson was traded to Denver, I remember the amount of excitement from Broncos fans on social media. I remember people commenting on my video saying, hey, build the statue for George Payton outside Empower Field a mile high right now. Unbelievable. Best GM in the league. It was a move that was the right move at the time, right? Now, in hindsight, knowing what we know now, would you have done that? No, I don't think anybody would have extended Russ knowing what we know now about how 2022 was going to be. And 2023 really wasn't a big disaster for Russ. Russ played really well for the most part throughout the entire season. And, you know, he had his obviously areas and, and he didn't throw for a lot of yards, but the touchdown to interception ratio, that was a thing to hang. You know, obviously it's important that because Russ wasn't doing a great job of that the year before. Russ was protecting the football for the most part this season. He wasn't the main reason that Denver was losing games. Collectively, the Broncos offense, didn't matter who was at quarterback, was bad. It was bad. It was below average in a lot of areas. Denver was missing a lot of key personnel players. So just to be on there, that's where we're going to be there. But Sean Payton, you know, reflective overall. And I at one point as well, even acknowledged that, hey, I was not where I needed to be as a head coach this year. I didn't do, like, there's some things that, he, you know, he said that he would have done differently and go back in, in a certain situation, certain play calls. You know, he said he joked that he needed to get his eyes checked uh, just because he, you know, one time he called the wrong play and he didn't want to call that play. They called the wrong play and he said it was embarrassing for him. So, for example, like Sean Payton is human too. As, as good of a football mind as he is, as much experience as Sean Payton has in the National Football League, even he himself isn't perfect. And I think we got a little bit more insight into Sean there. You're removed from the season, you reflect, and you're like, hey, all right, eight and nine is disappointing. You're measured on wins. Greg Penner did say, hey, we had eight wins this season. I expect us to have more next year. That sets the standard a little bit higher. That makes the pressure on Sean Payton, George Payton, to do whatever they can to assemble this roster for 2024 to give Denver the best chance to go out there and do that. So for Sean, I know a lot of fans are wondering, are you going to make any changes to the coaching staff? What are your thoughts? Like, when are you going to have meetings on players? The After today, they're taking a week off. They're going to come back next week. And they're going to remove themselves from the situation of the season just being ended, right? And I think it's a good practice because you don't want to make emotional decisions fresh off their, you know, a season ends. You need to have all the information. And during this time, it's not like, hey, you're off, you know, don't do nothing. These guys are compiling all data. Coaches, assistant coaches, position coaches are filling out player reports and they're going to bring those back to the table next week. And they're going to sit down as a team and Sean's going to sit down with his staff. He's going to make changes if he feels like it's necessary but they're not going to do that right now. And so any questions that we had about players, any questions we had about the coaching staff, Sean didn't give us anything in this press conference, and we will likely not find out until probably the NFL scouting combine when you get a chance to meet with him once again. That's going to be our next media availability with Sean Payton, and that's going to be in March. But overall, you know, I look at 
that combination where Sean was at, where he talked about, he mentioned he sat down with Russell Wilson for 30 minutes yesterday. They sat down and they talked and they you know, talked about the future and that Russ is obviously going to be the first to know what they decide to do, but they've left the door open for Russ to return in 2024, which I find very interesting to see maybe, okay, what's the, What's that going to be? You know, right? Was this really a, a leverage thing, right? And the, the whole contract negotiation thing, George Payton acknowledged. We reached out during the bye week. That's when a lot of business gets done in the NFL. You reach out, you have the conversation. He said, we had a respectful conversation and what we felt like was in the best interest of the Denver Broncos. And we did it in a professional manner. So, I mean, that's, the, we got to take it at, you know, at, at what it said at face value here. For George Payton, Sean Payton, these guys have a great relationship with one another. They collaborate every day in season. They talk two to four times in person. You know, and that's not even including the phone calls that these guys will have with each other in the evenings into the late nights. This is stuff that happens behind the scenes here. And so many people were saying, oh, you know, Sean's going to make the decision on George Payton. That's not how it works. It's not how the hierarchy of power works. And it sets a dangerous precedent if that were the case here in the National Football League. Greg Penner said it the moment that Sean Payton was introduced, that Sean would report to him and that George Payton would report to him and that those two together would collaborate, which is the GM's job. The GM's job is to collaborate with the head coach, to be on the same page about what you need for your roster in order to succeed. And Sean and George have a great relationship and they're going to be moving on here into 2024. We'll get into some other conversations as well. Some of the other George Payton's comments reflecting on this year's draft class. You'll get that here on Good Morning Broncos before we close out today's episode of the show. Real quick, let me tell you about our friends over there at Superbook Sports. We're changing the game. Win some money this season with Superbook Sports, the most trusted name in sports gambling with a direct line to Las Vegas. And now when you use the promo code MILEHIGH, you score up to $250 with their first bet bonus, win or lose. Superbook will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code MILEHIGH. Download the Superbook Sports app, enter the promo code MILEHIGH, and you'll get $250 courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions, gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports. All right, Broncos country, as we get into the final portion of today's episode of GMB Broncos, General Manager George Payton shared his thoughts on the 2023 NFL Draft class, obviously featuring Marvin Mims, Drew Sanders, Riley Moss, J.L. Skinner, Alex Forsyth, to name a few. And overall, his reflection on where these guys were at, I thought it brought forth a great reminder about player evaluation and how I think when you look at draft boards and you look at draft classes and you look at mock drafts that fans do, fans get very excited about players. And rightfully so. That's what a fan's job is to do, is to get excited about players. But I also think it's my job as a member of the media to kind of temper expectations, right? Because a lot of people view people in the NFL draft, you know, depending on where you go, as if you have to be a certain status right away. And it's not necessarily like that. And obviously, as the Broncos approach this upcoming free agency period with you know, even though that they talked about it, George Payton acknowledged that, hey, the door is open for Russell Wilson to return, that Russ has said he's open to returning, that George has had that conversation with him. So much is going to be contingent upon contract here. But let's talk about the likely scenario that Denver and Russell Wilson, they go their separate ways. The financial ramifications, George Payton said, they've already planned for a lot of different things there. And that in free agency, they're not going to be as aggressive in the first wave that we saw them, you know, last year with Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers 
you know, that for them, and this is where I come up to the NFL draft. He said that you do not buy depth because depth is obviously something that got brought up in terms of roster evaluation here for the Broncos and George Payton. And obviously Sean Payton have a very similar philosophy. You know, you cannot buy your depth necessarily. You have to draft and you have to develop it. And the Broncos have six picks in this year's NFL draft. They'll pick 12th overall in April, which is a good sign. They have a first round pick. You know, they haven't had that in the last two draft cycles here, but they're taking steps in the right direction here. And he said you have to draft and develop that. And that's where these other guys come into play here. Now, one thing that he mentioned I felt was very interesting. He mentioned two guys in the draft class. He mentioned Riley Moss and he mentioned Alex Forsyth. He said, we view Riley as a starting corner in the National Football League. We view Alex Forsyth as a starting center in the NFL, which now you factor in Lloyd Cushenberry's contracts expiring. He's up for an extension now. At this point, it seems like the Broncos are going to probably roll into 2024 with Alex Forsyth potentially as their starting center. And Riley Moss, very well, could be that starter at the cornerback two-spot opposite of Patrick Sertan. And I imagine Jaquan McMillan is going to be back inside the nickel here for Denver. So for me, you look at where Denver might be financially if the Russell Wilson contract thing does not mitigate itself in any way, shape, or form. They have to deal with the salary cap ramifications of that. If no other team signs him, to ask to take on half, and Denver takes on a good portion of it. That's, I think, what we have to look at here. What is the most cost-effective roster? Well, you drafted these guys to be starters at some point. Riley Moss will probably slide into corner. Forsyth will probably slide into center. There's two positions right there that you have drafted, that you have developed, and we've seen this. And the thing with Riley Moss this year that I think Broncos country forgets, he had that core muscle surgery in training camp. It held him out all of camp. It held him out all of the preseason. He got a, got robbed of some further development had to be activated and get his reps in practice. And Riley is taking great strides. And I like what I've seen from him as someone who's played corner, has played on the outside, has played inside the nickel and the dime. I, I look at a lot of things that Riley does. Riley does them really well. He's gotten faster. He's more instinctual. And I think he's just more comfortable and he's confident in the system that Vance Joseph has and that Denver has defensively. So I think that's something to keep an eye on there when we talk about, okay, you develop talent, you develop your depth, you don't buy it. Now, in free agency, they're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to retain some of their guys. They're also going to have to sign a couple of guys there at some positions. But they're not going to go out and make these big-time splashes. And I felt like that was interesting to hear from George Payton. They're, they have a plan in place, and I'm very curious to see what he and Sean Payton come up with for this roster going into next season. When we talk about scheme, Sean Payton even reflected himself, acknowledging that, hey, like we're going to take a look at our scheme. We're going to take a look at everything and see what's working, what's not. And the concern that Denver has not been able to run the football effectively well is definitely something that pops up to the top of the list. Is that a personnel issue or is that a scheme issue here for Denver? And how do you correct it? How do you find a way to get a sustainable run game? And I think if you have a balanced passing attack, it does make the run game easier. The reality and the problem for Denver this year, they lost Tim Patrick. He was going to have a major role inside Denver's offense there. They had injuries to guys. Cortland Sutton obviously had a terrific season, but Denver didn't have another playmaker at receiver, and they obviously lost Greg Dulcich. They didn't have playmakers to help mitigate that, so Cortland was the big play primary target here for the Broncos offense in this past regular season. So there's a lot of things that need to be addressed along the way, and certainly Broncos country, you're not going to get the answers you want or that you need until really we start seeing some things at the NFL scouting combine. We see some moves leading up to free agency, and we see what Denver decides to do in-house versus out-of-market. It's going to be wait-and-see-at-this approach, and so much of the biggest hang-up is what does the framework look like for Denver maybe moving on from Russell Wilson? What does it look like if he returns in 2024? Each option 
is on the table. And so I'll leave you with that here until we get to next week's episode of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Make sure if you love Colorado sports, you subscribe to the page so you never miss out on content from some of your favorite Colorado sports teams and personalities. We have you covered here every step of the way.